Hello, and welcome to the Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick, and Luke last week told me to listen to the new Frank Turner album, and I scoffed at him and said I'd do it if I had time, but now I have to admit, it's really good, and I've been listening to it all day. It is a huge surprise. It, it, it caught me so heavily by surprise. Hi, I'm Luke Bailey, and yeah, I told him to listen to Frank Turner album, and it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I the first good album for, I don't know. Seven or eight years from him. I was surprised. I thought he, I thought he was I thought he was done with good albums. That was fine. He'd done a few. It's like whatever. No, no. This one is it's great. All right, let's get into the show. This week, we are talking about the newest transparency report from Facebook. So it's I love, the- I, I love how boring this sounds. Like it sounds insanely boring, but it's one of the most fun things for us to do. Yeah, it's amazing how boring it sounds compared to like how illuminating and wild this is. Yeah. So if you don't know about these reports, Facebook puts them out every quarter and it's basically like a rare look at what is actually happening on the site. Uh, so we'll be getting into that later. But first, hey, Luke, how's the internet this week? I mean, the internet is still very heavily on the Ukraine-Russia war. Uh, so I would say that the internet is is very firmly into the depression stage of the grief cycles. Yes. Like the initial week of this was was just chaos and everyone thought like wow this is fun this is this is activity isn't this exciting and this last week has just been horror like i'm probably more exposed to this just through my job but it has been really unpleasant and yeah the kind of human horror of this has been very heavy this week uh, and i think the internet is has slightly i don't want to say slowed down but certainly got a bit like oh, jesus christ do we have to look at this stuff? And as a result, it's felt a little sluggish and a little, yeah, unhappy. Yeah, it's interesting where social media tends to have this effect on major news stories like this, where like the opening days are filled with like this really kind of like fucked up excitement from users, which then sort of like gives way into like deep, deep grimness and depression, I guess. I'm, I'm thinking back to COVID and I guess kind of also the Suez Canal boat in a weird way. Like there's just like lots of examples of like major global news stories curdling. And this is like, it's really hard to talk about this in, in this top level way because we're, we're talking about a humanitarian crisis, but we're also talking about like viewing a humanitarian crisis through platforms that like are built to trivialize everything. Yeah. Like I've been particularly interested in like the Ukrainian vloggers that use TikTok to like document war crimes. And they're still using like, viral TikTok sounds and like fun filters to film like bombed out buildings. It makes sense. I mean, we spoke about this a little bit last week as the, the idea of like structural dissonance and we are probably going to do a big episode on this at some point because it's suddenly something I've been thinking about a lot. But yeah, absolutely watching these like TikTok kids understand that the best way to get war crimes popular coverage is to use funny sounds and filters is... Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, part of me just thinks it's like a massive testament to how like none of these platforms should exist because like they can't handle reality. Like they, they basically like operate as a way to help us package reality and distance ourselves from it. And like, that isn't as true. I mean, obviously that's true of TV and radio, but like not to this degree, if that makes sense. No, no, but it's, it's the user generated stuff, which because it's, it's, it's stuff that's packaged in a way that they think is, is has a bunch of people involved where they say, we understand what the tone here should be. And maybe they're wrong. They're probably wrong a lot of the time. But the idea that, you know, everyone can do this and then in high volumes is, is mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. And it's like, for all the headlines that are written, like, the first TikTok war, and it's like, TikTok isn't up to the task. None of these platforms can handle the responsibility that's been put onto them at the moment to, like, accurately be used as tools to convey needed information about a war. And so like part of me wants yep. to just like part of me wishes we could all just get together and be like, none of you can handle this. You don't deserve to exist anymore. You know, like you've <laughs> sort of failed your one responsibility as a communications platform. Like you can't handle this. So like sit down, go away for a while or forever. I think I'm becoming even more cynical about this over the last couple of weeks than I have been ever before in a weird way. I could see that. It's yeah. <laughs> What's also interesting is that as we're talking about the internet literally breaking down, trying to cover this today, we're recording on Tuesday. Another example of Luke's favorite thing happened. The internet literally broke down. Oh yes, I saw this. So I saw this in the the worst possible way because I saw people say this is a Russian cyber attack. I also came at it from that angle where people were saying this is Russia. I I'm, I'm forced to point out like. Actually, no, the internet's super weak and sometimes it just falls over. Um, What's that yeah. viral tweet that's like the internet's run by one furry and if they, they have a sick day, the whole thing falls apart? Yeah, but basically, you know, a bunch of sites went down, including Apple Music, Netflix, or certainly reported outages. I don't know that's the same as thing as going down. I think they just struggled to show for everyone. But yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Cloudflare, Instagram, like basically all, Gar- Garbage day also. Garbage day went down. Well, that is how you know it is serious. Because I use Cloudflare, which is what everything was on that went down. Right, right. So I do quite like that the CEO of Cloudflare tweeted to say that down detector is garbage. Yeah, I do love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like the idea that a lot of people are reporting something's down. The idea that's garbage. I don't think that's true. I think that's an early warning thing. But yeah, what's clearly, clearly happened is uh, what? It, what is the thing that went out? Uh, something on Google. It's like a Google server discord went down I, I i lost touch with my my discord community the two biggest parts of the internet went down today the garbage day newsletter and its corresponding discord server so okay yeah sorry i'm just trying to find the exact thing that's gone down the internet the internet went down no no, no but there, there is something that we know what, what what happened and i cannot find the link to it got it okay google cloud seems to be the problem US East One had elevated HTTP 500s on some Google Cloud load balancers. Yes, I know what that means. Yeah, same. As a as a digital person, I know exactly what that means. As digital people, we're exactly we're qualified to talk about this. But basically, the internet went down. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Basically, you know what? Basically, no. There is there is a something somewhere had a problem. <laughs> but it is, right. it is basically, it is a machine somewhere, you know, needed to restart and someone gave it a kick and then it restarted. It is not a Russian, yeah. coordinated Russian attack. Though, well, I, will say, I will say, if you were a coordinated, coordinated Russian attack, a really good way to not look like a coordinated Russian attack 
would be to send some things down that looked like they went down normally. You know what is probably a coordinated Russian attack? This podcast? Blaming things on coordinated Russian attacks to make it seem like they're capable of doing that. (laughs) In fact, that takes me to my last thing I want to talk about before we go to today's big topic. Several readers and listeners sent me a link to a tweet that is unfortunately now deleted, but it was by a user named Mark Hatchman, who is a senior editor at PC World. Sure, he's a great guy, but he's deleted his tweet, which caused a lot of attention on Twitter because he screenshot two tweets from Facebook Top 10, the Twitter account that tweets the top Facebook pages. Oh, dude, this, this, I saw this. I didn't realize who it was from, but yeah, it was absolute fucking trash. And he basically claimed that the lack of Russian dark money meant that conservative Facebook pages were no longer popular on Facebook, which... Okay, so just for shits, just for shits, I did spend about a day trying to see if there's any way to prove yes or no that this was happening. There is no way to prove that this is happening. And also, that's not how Facebook works. Facebook is in a a situation where conservative pages are paying money by the day to get their content promoted. That's just like not how it works. Yeah, that is very a very long way from how it that's works. Not, that's not how businesses work. That's not how, <laughs> that's not how anything works. Like, like you would not see an immediate... <laughs> I'm like just thinking this through it, like trying to talk it out. You would not see an immediate drop. <laughs> like it doesn't make any... Is the, is the allegation there that Facebook is being paid by Russia to promote right-wing content? They don't need to be paid by Russia to promote right-wing content. <laughs> they don't <Yeah>. need it. <laughs> um, so yes, there's... That is not how the internet works. That is not how Facebook works. That is not how media companies work. That's not how dark money works. (laughs) Also, so many people have been saying that, like, oh, there are no bots on Twitter anymore, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Because, again, there's no evidence of that. They probably weren't Russian in the first place, and they are probably still there. But everyone's like, oh, no, the bots have gone. And it's like, no, no, no. It is entirely confirmation bias. Also, hey, like, if they're bots, they're automated. If they're automated, even if the troll farm in St. Petersburg that sent them up has no money anymore, they're still automated. They're still going to run. Oh, well, this this took me a while to figure out. But what people mean when they say bots is not automated accounts. I know that. They right. don't know. But although but they although like they don't even really know that because they people throw that word around all the time. Botnet. Yeah. They mean sock puppet. They mean sock puppet accounts, which is accounts like hundreds of accounts run by the same person. They, they mean they mean accounts engaged in coordinated, inauthentic activity. Just I, we need to sit everyone down and be like, look, there's a word for what you're talking about. It's called astroturfing. It's been around for 20 years. It's very common. That's what that's what Russian chaos agents do. Anyways, none of this. There, there has been. There's literally no way that any of the like Russian state media is gone. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sort of. I mean, actually, I'm fascinated by this because I still have the RT app, uh, which you now can't download, I believe. But I still have it. You know, I've had it for years. Sputnik, weirdly, uh, were always one of the quickest off the mark with notifications. Like their no- news notifications were two or three minutes ahead of everyone else, which... Are you, you saying know, that you, you're just a really big fan of Russian state media? No, but like you, you have, I have like every news app I can think of because that's my job and, and seeing who's first. And Sputnik was always really, really quick, which was interesting. But as a result, like I've, I've had them. And, and for the last, I don't know, three years, RT and Sputnik coverage of normal news has been indistinguishable from normal news almost like every time. And in the last week, it's just gone completely in opposite directions which I think is really fascinating. Like, it's very clear now that, oh, no, like, this is the moment where they start pulling the strings and they've been 
building up a huge reputation for very many years to be like, actually, maybe Russia Today are okay. Maybe Sputnik's all right. And then suddenly they are just all over the place, completely all over the map. And yeah, I, I think it's really interesting to kind of see that. Now I can now see that in real time. That is a thing. There are a lot of Brits, especially, who I feel like got sucked into the idea of like, yeah, Russia Today's all right. Like, they're the same as anything. It's all corrupt, in it? <laughs> like, there's like a very... There's a specific kind of failed British comedian that ends up a host for Russia Today. Yeah, no, there's, that's a, exactly there's true. more than a few that I've seen. Would you like to know who got their start on Rush Today? Boris Johnson. No, Jonathan Pye. Uh, explain to our listeners who Jonathan Pye is, because you and I have been obsessed with this guy for like years. Jonathan Pye is a fictional TV reporter played by a guy named Tom Walker. Uh, and basically his his bit is he breaks character as a TV reporter and becomes a, to say the real truth that the reporters aren't telling you about how corrupt people are and all that stuff. And he's been doing this for years. He was very successful on the Edinburgh Festival tour. Uh, but then back in 2016, he had a huge hit uh, around Brexit. And that was kind of like his breakout moment, unsurprisingly, because everyone was looking for like, oh, we're looking for the real truth and all this stuff. Um, and he... Basically, he's very anti-hypocrisy in, in politics and TV. But yeah, for the last two years before that, he had been working for RT. And he said at the time that RT offered him like artistic control or whatever. But yeah, they, they, he was working for Russia Today. And the fact that this guy is now like the champion of like, yeah, I'm going to do like right on liberal politics or whatever, or centrist politics, centrist dad politics, basically, is really funny. Yeah, he was kind of like the king of like, why can't we just be sensible about this? Yeah. Everyone's lying to you. The left and the right are equally bad kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's finally cut ties to Russia Today in 2016. Yeah. Oh, he has cut ties. Yeah, he has cut ties. But yeah, that's where you guys start. And about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, he appeared as uh, an opinion video for the New York Times. Ah, uh, the Russia Today New York Times pipeline. You love to see it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, do you want to go into our big topic? Let's do it. We are talking about the most exciting thing in the whole world, the <laughs> widely viewed content report <laughs> for Q4 2021 from Facebook. So if you're not familiar with these, they come out every quarter. This one covers the span of time between October and December of 2021. We previously talked about this when we did an episode about the page Thinkeret Lifestyle. Where do you want to start with this, Luke? What, wanna, what, is, what is sort of your big take? I want to start with the opening explanation for it. And this, this is, is more remote. The reason that Facebook produced this is that they are saying we are being more transparent about what is doing well on Facebook in order that we, you can see what's happening and you know, we're not paid agents of the Russian government or whatever. However, it then starts with an, like, an extensive explanation of why this transparency report is actually not that transparent at all. It opens by saying, look, look <laughs> the posts that had the most content viewers were just 0.1% of all of the posts viewed on Facebook. So really, this isn't showing you what most people saw. Uh, and then it's saying, well, actually, most newsfeed views came from friends and people followed, not, not everything else. So really, you can't tell anything from this report. And you're right. like, oh, 
actually content views on posts with no links. Like that made up the majority of content views. So really, this is showing you a, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of all of this stuff. Anyway, we're releasing this to be more transparent, which I love. I love I love that vibe of just saying like we're not. This is actually less transparent, but we're going to pretend it's more. Yes, it, this is to put it academically, absolute horseshit. Yeah, but it is interesting nonetheless. I think before we get to like the specific things that are mentioned in this report, which are all fascinating, what I do always love looking at is the source of newsfeed content in the United States. So there's a big, nice chart here. 51% of newsfeed content is posts from friends and people you follow. Yeah. The second largest source is 19% and it's groups you've joined. And then the next is pages you follow. Then 10% is just unconnected posts. So I guess just like random content. It explains that a little bit further up, which is it's content that doesn't come from friends, pages, or groups. The main example they give being recommended content. Interesting. So it's like stuff they're showing you. Yeah. And then the last the last 2.5% here is just like events. And no, other. Yeah, but no, it defines it as like, it defines other as events and logging discrepancies. So I guess just like, it's just accidents and then what one in 40 of the things you see on facebook is just an accident it's just a mistake yeah it's just like whoops so here's here's the next most interesting thing here for me which is the most shared domains yeah this is super good which is so good so number one is youtube.com which means the most (laughs) just to put that just to explain that in plain english for our listeners that means so a hundred and 84 million content views on Facebook between October and December were for links to YouTube, which is, which means that like YouTube, <laughs> it basically means Facebook is essentially just a place to view YouTube. Yes. I, I, I would be really interested because the number two on here is TikTok, which is, you know, it has the exact same vibe. I'd be fascinated to know what that looks like for, for example, Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine it's, I imagine Twitter's way crazier. Like, because. But I imagine, I imagine, although, like, I imagine YouTube and TikTok are super high on that as well. So I don't get the impression that YouTube is very high on Twitter, unless there's just parts of Twitter I'm not seeing. I bet you, though, TikTok is super high on Twitter. I bet TikTok is high. But I think, I think YouTube will be, like, it'll be top five. Probably. I mean, what else, what else are people going to link to? Yeah, exactly. So there's a certain amount of this which is kind of inevitable like it's quite funny that this platform which always claimed that it was about consuming content actually isn't about consuming content it's about directing people to other people's content but i'm also not that surprised i will also say from my own reporting deep in the content minds if you will uh i noticed this particularly around the freedom convoy stuff that i was researching for the verge earlier this month a lot of conservative facebook groups especially love to share youtube videos like it's something they discovered that proves like the insane thing they're talking about. <laughs> yes. So they'll they'll be like they'll be like this is what they don't want you to see and it's like a link to like a, a Russell Brand video. And like that is very common in groups where it's like essentially what I think is happening is like a lot of older people are, are curating YouTube videos in Facebook groups for other old people who don't know how to use YouTube. Yeah, I think so. I think people are definitely using it as a curation tool. The TikTok thing, we'll actually we should come back to because it's part of the weird deleted page stuff further down. So let's put a tab in that. L- list off some of the other domains here because they're all they, they start to get really weird past this part. 
I mean, GoFundMe is number three, which is haunting. That's so sad. That's so I, fucking well, sad. We should, say, we should say all of this analysis is based purely on US stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think GoFundMe would be as high in the UK. Although maybe, but I doubt it. Look, someone's got to someone's got to pay for for uh, all the lip fillers. <laughs> I imagine so. Number four is Amazon, which I imagine is just drop shipping stuff. Yeah, I mean it's drop shipping, but it's also kind of like I like this, and yeah, it's it's a site that people spend a lot of time on and also want to send to each other to say this is a good product or whatever. Like it, I, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Number five is media1.tenor.co, which I had to look up. It's a GIF keyboard. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the main one that Facebook uses. This is the, like, the native one, isn't it? So tenor.co, I think is, it's just like Giphy. It's just like, it's just like a shittier Giphy. Yeah, but it's, it's the one that naturally ties into. Does it? I, th- I thought it did. Wow, this is me. I'm now clicking on Facebook to attempt uh, to understand what's happening, and uh, it's actually quite hard. Can you search for a GIF? There is a Facebook Messenger GIF keyboard that's run by Tenor. It looks like okay, right? So it's LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn in some way. Yeah, oh, so there's like a whole. <laughs> yeah, ten- Tenor has like a bunch of tools specifically for using uh, stuff on Facebook. I'm I'm looking at a great Jennifer Lawrence GIF right now on Tenor. Great. Man, remember GIFs? I miss GIFs. Um, but, I, but also, I don't want to use GIFs anymore. I'm done with GIFs. Okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, no. so after well, that, we've well, got... Were you still twi- using GIFs? I'm very confused. No, no, no. I'm not using GIFs. No. Uh, I don't want to be a cringy millennial that uses GIFs. Yeah, no. Number six is Twitter.com. F- makes sense. Number seven is Linktree. Also kind of makes sense. Number yeah. eight is Spotify. Makes sense. Number nine and ten are NBC News and CNN, which I find very fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a. I'm impressed by NBC News. I think like I, that's higher than I would have expected. Yeah, I mean, that's because all the Russian dark money got pulled out of the website last week. Of course, of course. Yeah, but yeah. Of the of the remaining uh, eleven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight are news, which is not hugely surprising. The others are Etsy, which I think is the same as Amazon. I think that's the same logic. Uh, Eventbrite, that makes sense. Makes sense. Number 15, I find fascinating. Uh, let's see here. Number 15 is Google.com. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I didn't even know you could link to Google.com. I mean, so, okay. What, what are you linking My, to? So, okay, if I go to Google.com and I just, uh, if I search cat on Google.com, and then I go to Google Images, and maybe it's a Google News thing. Maybe maybe Google, uh, Google News might be it. Yeah. What? How? Do you, how? What happens if you search share Google? Google Discover. What could stuff? you? Po- what are what are these? What are these Facebook freaks sharing on Google.com? Unless it's literally just Google. Like, no. What? Like, what could they possibly be sharing? I think it's Google News. Yeah, I think you think. Yeah, news.google.com. It's like. Yes. Yeah. No. It's 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 Google News. If you search, if you share something you you find on Google News, it shares a Google.com link. Well, it shares a news.google.com link, but that'll show. And this is a Google.com link. Okay. That's also news. That okay. actually makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. So then there's actually two others that are interesting. There's Change.org at 17, which same logic as GoFundMe, bleak but sure. And then number 16 is the only pure content play in the entire thing, which is Ranker.com. Man, I just clicked onto this site. I have never seen a more gr- like 
a more complete picture of what it would look like to be a divorced millennial than the front page of this site. This is just yeah. like late 30s, early 40s, Funko Pop, millennial man bullshit. This is just, this is a mess. It's the best comic book superheroes of all time. The best characters from the Batman universe. The best characters of all time. Oh, wow. Futurama, the greatest animated series ever made. This is this is great. This is this is all su- such good stuff, you know? I'm really into the the there's a list here which is the prettiest flags of all time. Hey Luke, do you agree with Ranker.com that Firefly's movie Serenity is one of 17 movies that we wish had gotten a sequel? I mean, no, because they did the entire thing in in one in one movie. But I do have opinions on this, and that's the whole point. Yeah, wow. Oh man. Well, you know what? I actually as much as I want to just completely rag on this for an hour easily, I do kind of like that there's at least one pure viral media site left in in the, the cutthroat world of, of Facebook traffic. Like, it's nice to see this, to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I think so. It's like, it's a pure content play, and I'm, I'm into that. And it, it seems like it's much more having just an insane volume of stuff than it is like really trying to get stuff that works. But yeah, whatever works for them. Yeah, you know what? I dig it. Good for them. The last sites uh, on this l- lineup are the New York Post and Fox News, which are lower down than I thought they would be. But yeah. I also feel like Fox News and the New York Post aren't actually the heavy hitters in terms like like or may- maybe it's more like right wing media individually isn't as powerful as it is collectively on the site. Yeah, that, that works. That makes sense. So do you want to do widely viewed links or do you want to do pages next? Um. I think we should do pages then widely viewed links. All right, let's get into it. So here is the, here is the most interesting mystery of this entire thing. And I have a little bit of information about it, but talk us through why this is such an interesting uh, collection of pages this time around. So the immediate skim, and it gives us the top 20 pages again, uh, there are five or six kind of the pages you'd expect to see there. Lad Bible Australia, the Dodo, Student Bible, Unilad, Daily Mail video, kind of the straightforward, these are viral pages, and the, the point is what they're trying to do is they're big organizations that are trying to make things go viral. Fine, okay, I get that. Uh, there's a couple of slightly random ones in there as well, which are more like, there's a couple of uh, of Indian fan pages in there, which obviously always have uh, do relatively well. I'm surprised they've done this well in the in the um, uh, US, but sure, whatever. But number one is fascinating because number one, according to this list, with 121.8 million content viewers, which is more than in this page is number six in the would be number six in the overall widely viewed domains list which is wild it's huge but that page according to this the page name is this page was removed by facebook community standards that's right which means that basically the most popular thing on facebook is so bad that facebook upon discovering it had to remove it because you know that like my my theory is that like facebook is not going to remove a page like this unless they're confronted with it Right. Like they, they, it wouldn't be included here unless they saw it, realized it was number one and then had to remove it for some reason. Yeah. So the page, I, uh, I have some information about this. So the page is called that ain't right. And I found 
a Google image cache of the memes on it. So I'm going to, I'm going to send this over to you so we can talk about these. Cause they're fascinating. They're all just like, they're just like the worst shit in the whole world. They're like, you can only pick two and it's like a picture of a bunch of different kinds of French fries or like the best sweet tea at a fast food restaurant. It's just like bottom of the barrel nonsense. Yeah. It is not good. It is. There's no, there's no quality. There's no nothing. It is just, firing out as much as possible and that's what works yeah why do you think this was removed like what like what's your instinct here i mean one would be organized inauthentic activity that it had a bunch of smaller sites that were blowing it up uh two would be that it 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 made a bunch of mistakes and strayed into something bad so i i'm gonna share some exclusive reporting i've got on this actually here on this show okay so i talked to the owner of a different massive facebook page who was able to see that ain't right before it went down and he pointed me in the direction of a few other pages that are still up but his guess was that they were promoting this site oh the site you've just sent to me yes oh i recognize this url so they were promoting a site called Viral LK. We've been here before. I think we have definitely been here before. Right. So the basic explanation of who is Viral LK is they are a site publishing kind of nonsense garbage. Some of it's repurposed from other places. Some of it is pure clickbait. Some of it is, you know, kind of chum box content about awkward female child styles you grew up. It's basically kind of one of these sites. It's just viral garbage but it's interesting that they were i mean it has five social links at the bottom uh which are facebook twitter vimeo sure youtube and vk which is interesting the russian one yeah very interesting to me more of that russian dark money so obviously like we can't see what that ain't right was doing because when facebook nukes a page like this they like they nuke the page like there's yeah, really nothing not nuked yeah they they really hide this stuff which is hilarious that they then include it in their transparency report but we we do know thanks to another part of the transparency report kind of what they were doing because in the most widely viewed link section of the transparency report they include a tiktok video hosted on a now deleted channel called that ain't right official so taking that with the idea that tiktok is the second most viewed domain on the website i'm gonna say that what they were probably doing was putting viral videos on tiktok then sharing those tiktoks over to facebook as a growth hack yeah that makes sense what I don't understand, though, is why the TikTok account is now gone. So I can't figure this out either. My only thought is maybe TikTok saw it included in the Facebook report and like scrambled to delete it. But like, I don't, I've never heard of them working together like that. No, I don't think I've ever heard of them working together like that. That seems, it seems very odd. Like, I can't figure out. Oh, interesting. So here we go down the rabbit hole. So viralk.com does link to a Facebook page called Be Dirty. Called what, sorry? At the top of Viral LK's website, there's a section called Stay Connected, and you can click over to a Facebook page called Be Dirty, and it has 800,000 followers, and it's still active. It hasn't posted... uh, No, it's posting all the time, and uh, it's uh, run out of Sri Lanka, interestingly enough. And has a telegram. 
It has a telegram and a lot of the posts that are being shared on this are very similar to the like engagement bait ones that are being shared on that ain't right. Yeah. And it looks like it's sharing just like a ton of content from other viral pages, like pages with names like uh, videos best is another one. Okay. It's just oh, like an endless content farm. Isn't everything? That's the show, right? That's that's our whole show. Is that everything yeah, our, is? Oh, sure. It's just finding different content farms. Oh man! Oh man! Okay, you ready for this? You ready for this hat trick here? Hit me. Okay, here we go. According to my source, in the days leading up to their being banned, while they were the most viewed page in America, that ain't right. Was promoting a website called ViralLK.com. ViralLK.com is just like your typical viral garbage, like 30 mind-bending and funny photo mashups or can you help them find the missing wedding ring? Drone footage reveals 100 whales trapped in secret underground whale. Right, I don't right. know what that says. Anyways, okay. So that page links to a Facebook page called Be Dirty. Be Dirty is a direct link. It links back to Viral LK. So like, okay, we know that, that those they're, they're connected. Be Dirty shares a ton of pages. It's run by people in Sri Lanka and the United States. One of the pages that it links to often is called Lil Hot. Lil Hot is a rapper who has like a meme page where he does like funny videos. Under the related pages, there is another page called, are you ready for it? Are you ready for this? I don't know. That Ain't Right America. Oh, oh, which exists and is still there, but has not posted in a few months. Interesting. It has not posted in a few months, and it was started in 2017. It doesn't look like it's been updated, but it looks like it was part of this same network. So there you go. Yes, and there are there are other there. Are, there's another page called that just ain't right. There's another page called some funny sheet. There's another page called Sir Laughs Lot. All of which seem to be the same community of people. Yes, we found it. We found the network. Okay. Yep. So now we can see it. Uh, turns out it's all garbage. <laughs> it, it turns out it's all just garbage. <laughs> it makes it makes me think, though, that the reason they may have been banned may have been the network stuff, because there clearly is a network here, and that might be why you get banned easier. But the other parts of the network weren't banned. Yeah, but the other parts of the network have given up since the main one's been banned. Like, they were all using kind of... You use a network, you signal boost, it gets the thing that you've done on the main into everyone who follows you's feeds... And that's kind of what you need to do rather than actually sharing it to new people because all these pages are small. But I think this is a network thing and that's why they got banned. So the source that I talked to, he had a couple guesses. One was that apparently they were doing extremely sexual pictures. Okay. Like they were they were posting lewds essentially. Um, there was also a belief that maybe they were monetizing sharing. So like the they pages were paying them to get shared to them. There's the other thing is that like apparently... I didn't know this because I've never I've never run a page like this, but apparently if you log in on Facebook to run a page and you have VPNs running, like if you're if you have like a, a page manager in Sri Lanka who forgets to turn their VPN off and logs in, Facebook will lock you out and delete the page because they, they detect it as spam. Oh, that's interesting. And then there's the other thing, which was that like it was really heavily promoting its TikTok account and this viral LK page. So those are all kind of like guesses as to why this was taken, why this major page was taken down. But it's like, it was like the, it was the biggest page in America. Yes. Oh God, that's so ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
is there anything else that people should know about this report that kind of sticks out to you? Like what, like, obviously we haven't talked about our, our friend thinker at lifestyle coming in at number two here, but like, what, what are some, what are some other sort of like state of the platform thoughts you're having, like reading through this? I am fascinated by number 10, uh, which is Eric Alper. Let's talk about number 10. Do you know who Eric Alper is? I have honestly no idea. You have heard of him. Hold on. I'm clicking in. Don't you're going the wrong you're going through the wrong direction. Go to his Twitter account, which is that Eric Alper. Wait, his name looks familiar. <laughs> I knew this is this is exactly what you were gonna do at some point during this. Wait. No, this guy. There you go. He's just like one of those like Twitter men. He's like one of those like middle-aged Twitter men. Yeah, so the story of Eric Alper is that he is a music PR. Uh, who figured out a long time ago that you never actually need to do new content. You never actually needed to do really anything new. What you could do is just turn your entire account into posting things. It is is a broadly music-themed account. Like anything funny that's on Reddit that is like a cool photo or whatever of something music, like an old... Uh, I don't know, an old recording session from Nirvana or the Beatles or whatever, like he will post that and be like, isn't this cool? But he also does this particular thing, which is, is basically his prompt tweet Twitter. And he is fully prompt tweet guy. So he's it's stuff like, what's a great song where the title is just a person's name? What's a band named after a body part? But like these exact sort of questions. So, so yeah, full on prompt tweet stuff. And he has transferred that from Twitter to Facebook. And there was a piece on him in... It was something weird. It was Billboard. It was Billboard, yeah. There was a piece on him in Billboard where they they actually spoke to him and he was just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just once you come up with a good one that people respond to, just post it. And he schedules them up months in advance. He has just a load of stuff where it's just repeatedly cycling through and he's saying, name a band you like. Name a a song that changed your life. And people quote tweet it every single time and he gains a huge number of followers from it. And he's transferred that to Facebook and turned that into a 200,000 strong Facebook page. Which is remarkable. And is now, according to this report, like one of the most read publications in America now. Yes. If you, I mean, that's, I I guess like that's my huge takeaway from all of this stuff was that like, obviously like comparing Eric Alper's like, do you miss Nirvana posts to like, I don't know, New York Times isn't one-to-one because like it's just, it doesn't really convey the level of serious engagement that people are having with this kind of content, but it's still just like insane numbers to me. It's it's honestly insane numbers. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely wild. Here's something I want to show you. One last thing. Okay. Okay. So this is a page I came across earlier today. They're called Do You Remember When One. They have 2.6 million friends, followers, whatever you want to call it. But what's so interesting, so their number, where are they on the list? They are number four. They are the most, they're the fourth most viewed page in America. America. They're run out of United States and and New Zealand. Go to their videos section and, and, and talk to me about what you see happening literally right now, actually live in their video section. Right now is a woman talking. What is happening here? <laughs> what is happening here? Is this is she like doing like a VJ thing, like like doing like a video jockey thing? 
All of these, this is bizarre. So this this one woman who is a, actually no, there's one, two, three people on this page. Yeah. Two, two middle-aged women and one middle-aged man. Yeah. Yeah. And they are doing 40-minute lives, two-hour lives, hour and 10-minute lives, which seem to be essentially as far as I can tell, gibberish, like really poorly produced. Like they're not, it's not like there's, there's like, they've got a lovely camera on. Luke, there's a pinned comment beneath the live that's currently playing. Tell me what that pinned comment says. Uh, I don't know. I can't get to the comments. Oh, okay. Right. <sighs> get cards, go to bingomaker.com, search for game OMG, password is one, two, three. So it is essentially- They're literally <sighs> playing bingo. That is, ins- that is- Wow. Wow. The fourth most viewed Facebook page in America right now as we're recording is using Facebook live video to play bingo. I mean, that makes sense. I actually buy that. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. I can't even handle how much sense it makes. Yeah, that sure. No, that, that, that's good. That's logical. I, I get it. I get why that works. <sighs> Bloody hell. I don't even know what to think about that. <laughs> It's, it's a page. It's a page for nostalgia, but it's a particular age of nostalgia, which is is boomer nostalgia. You know, it's all the stuff is like the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island and all this stuff. It is old. It is not new stuff. It is not kind of nostalgia for millennials. It is nostalgia for boomers, and they are very successfully engaging boomers at this, and then using those engaged boomers to play bingo, and I assume make money at some point from the bingo site. The top post right now is do you so it's from do you remember when it was posted 45 minutes ago it has 1.2 thousand shares which is actually a lot of shares for 45 minutes and it's just <laughs> it's just black text on a white background as an image and it says families got to start getting back together for Sunday dinner and family reunions not just funerals and then the top comment I see is. Wish we were all close enough to do that. Family is spread all over the country. I'm sorry, Marge. That sucks. Her name is Marge. I didn't just make that up. Of course her name is Marge. Oh, man. It's just... And I want to be clear. Like When we did this episode about Thinkerette Lifestyle a few weeks back, I don't think there's anything wrong with boomers using the internet like this. I actually think it's extremely wholesome. But what I think is just like absolutely mind-bending is how like the scale of the attention economy just starts to make absolutely zero sense when like this kind of content has to live next to like CNN's coverage of the invasion of Ukraine. Like that's when my brain starts to like completely break and to go back to Luke's incredible, you know, concept of structural dissonance. This is structural dissonance. Like a live bingo match should not be appearing in the same feed as like NBCnews.com or even like that ain't right asking you about like different potatoes you prefer. It just doesn't make sense to have the shit all together. It doesn't make sense to have it all together. And it, I mean, it puts the lie to just so many things. Like, it's it's very hard to take seriously the concept of, like, online engagement. When, like, like I don't know. How many how many followers does Charlie D'Amelio have? Hold on. Let me just check my tattoo of Charlie D'Amelio's follower account. No, I... I, 130, I 137 million followers. So... Okay. Charlie D'Amelio, who is like, you know, wildly famous. She is the the future of, you know, online influencers, as an example. This page is getting a comparable volume of engagement from just doing bingo. 
Charlie D'Amelio Facebook live bingo collab when, Luke. Let's get it going. <laughs> I want to see the Hype House do bingo on Facebook. What really grinds my gears about this is that, like, I know, I know there are still probably, there's probably less than there used to be, but I know that there are viral publishers, there are digital media publishers that are looking at global Facebook stats and they are measuring the work of their employees either on their social media team or their editorial team or their marketing team. There are people who are like being put to get to levels of engagement that like could compete with fucking bingo. Like that's what drives me insane where it's like, you can't like, it's just not the same. Well, six in this list is Lad Bible Australia. Like I imagine they can kind of look at that and be like, yeah, we had a really good month or we had a really good quarter and they did. But also, like, they have a bunch of people working for them, and somehow on the other end are three middle-aged people doing bingo calling and absolutely destroying it. Dude, number 18 on this list is Daily Mail video. As much as I don't watch the Daily Mail, like, you know that, like, they're putting news content on the Daily Mail video section that has to compete with bingo. Yeah. Or, or actually, another one is, is uh, maybe the best comparison to this is probably Wordle. So Wordle was kind of a yeah. thing that blew up out of nowhere in January. I'm just checking now. In January uh, this year, it reckoned that it got had got 45 million hits to the site. So this has got twice that. So these middle-aged people being bingo, why do they not work for New York Times, Ryan? I mean, under the New York Times current strategy, they will soon. <laughs> we're, we're at this really weird moment where like a lot of the digital media concepts that were invented by startups 10 years ago have all been like corporatized and algorithmicized and all the rest of it and are now being bought up by like massive monopolies, whether they're controlled by platform monopolies like Facebook or literally being purchased by media monopolies like New York Times. Yeah. So I could absolutely see some person in the New York Times office be like, you know what we need? A live bingo game on the New York Times uh, gaming fa- Facebook page or something or put it in our app, you know? I mean, honestly, that would probably work as well. Oh, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it probably. I mean, like, and I think that's, what's also really interesting to me about like, f- like these extremely grim roundups of popular Facebook content is that like, if you look through them, they might be posted by pages that are run by like, not exactly media literate boomers, you know, and they're, they're posting about things like types of French fries you like, or cute dogs or, or, or what families used to do. But like, these people are figuring out really cool ways to to get people's attention on the internet. They're just doing it in the most like bottom barrel bullshit way possible for like a, a site that hates them. Like Facebook legitimately hates everyone that makes content for it. Like there's no there's no doubt in my mind at this point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, it clearly has no what's the best way to put it. Facebook has so successfully incentivized every single person to make content for them for free. It has not incentivized everyone to make good content for them for free. And that was obviously what it was always trying to do. And it's ended up at this other point where, honestly, you can kind of go either way now. Like, there, there is potentially a way to pull it back. But, but if you remember the, the, the extended period when publishers ruled Facebook, it, Facebook wasn't engaging in the same way, but, like, I went on it. No. They've never gone Facebook. Like, I don't know anyone who does use Facebook now. Actually, I got an email from Facebook the other day saying I have to activate something called Facebook Block. <laughs> no, Facebook Protect. And I'm terrified to hit the button because I think it's a phishing scam, but I got it from FacebookMail.com. No, this has to be a phishing scam. <laughs> 
Who knows? I don't know. If anyone, if anyone listening can tell me if this, here's the other thing. I can't even de- determine Facebook user messages from actual phishing scams because the site is so broken and crazy. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know what reason you'd go on Facebook for. I think this must be a phishing scam. But apparently bingo. People go, go for there for bingo. God. Well, I think that's the future of all content is bingo. So, hey, Luke, have you consumed any non-bingo content to stay sane this week? Yeah, I have a really interesting show that I'm currently a third of the way through, but is divided up in 10-minute episodes called Cheaters. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a very interesting show that I'm four episodes through called Severance that is not 10-minute episodes. All right, let's talk about them on our other podcast. Okay, let's go talk about it on other podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, uh, our migration of episodes over to Substack last week wasn't uh, an issue for anybody. You can find our entire catalog of free and paid episodes at thecontentminds.com, which is now up and running again after it went down briefly due to Cloudflare earlier today. <laughs> You know, all the major sites went down. And also, I want to thank our editor on this week's episode, Seven Morris, for his fantastic audio soundscapes. And we will see you over on our other paid mini-sode, which you can check out once again at thecontentminds.com. And then we will see the rest of you next week. Oh, wait. Leave a review on your podcast app of choice or a comment on the, on the post of this episode in the form of a boomer on Facebook uh, playing bingo. How about that? Into it. Is that hard? I don't know. I, don't, I actually haven't played bingo in a long time. I don't, I, I don't I, even I know if know, I know how to play bingo. I didn't know you were a bingo guy. I'm not a bingo guy. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I, I vaguely don't even know how to play bingo anymore, I don't think. You have to Again, again, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know at some point you did know how to play bingo. Bingo is the numbers. You get like a, a hundred numbers and, a, and, and a you, cheat. they call out numbers. A chart, right? There's like, yeah, yeah, and then you mark the off the numbers thing. until you get a bingo. Okay. Anyways, all right, see you guys next yeah. week. Bye. Bye.